Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hi everyone, Elisa here, and I'm back, and I want to welcome you back, and oh my gosh, it's my second week, my second podcast. Um, let's get right into it this week. Today, I want to talk about the power of the word no. Saying no. It's such a simple word and it seems like it would be easy to say to somebody, but when it comes down to it, why does it become a challenge to say no? Like who else has this problem in here? You can raise your hands. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I can't see any hands, but I'm imagining that. Like why do we give our power up and agree to do things we might not necessarily want to do? This is a, this is a big question and it's a big life lesson and one that I'm constantly working on myself. So I want to share some of my thoughts and experiences with you because this subject, it's a big one for me. It's almost like a mindset and it has become the underlying principle in my decision making. So today more specifically, I want to add a little twist to this whole concept and ask, is it selfish to say no? Again, such a little word, yet it can pack like a huge punch to someone whether it's used correctly or incorrectly. To start, um, any people pleasers in the house today? Uh, You can raise your hands. (laughs) I'm not going to see them again, but you can still raise your hand if you're a people pleaser. And I do ask this as the former president of the People Pleasing Association, (laughs) because I believe for this group of individuals, saying no to someone is probably more challenging. And... My opinion is that the world is teaching us to be liked by everyone, even when it means putting yourself out. And interestingly enough, I was speaking to a coworker like two days ago, and he was recognizing that, yeah, he completely puts everyone in his life before him. He told me straight up that like he's the last person on his list that he takes care of. And I find this so interesting because I can completely relate. I also absolutely love that he has this awareness. And if you haven't listened to the last podcast on awareness, you should go do that right now because it's the first step to shift out of this mindset. Anyways, that being said, even if you're not a people pleaser 100% of the time, this may resonate with you in a small way. So, So keep listening. And as always, you can leave me a comment or... Direct message me on Instagram and I'll I'll get back to you. So now, what is a people pleaser and are you one? I was like doing like a little bit of research here in preparation for this podcast and I, I wanted to see what the what the dictionary defined people pleaser. Anyways, I found the best definition in the urban dictionary. So I'm gonna actually read this straight up here. Uh, so the according to the Urban Dictionary, a people pleaser is the following. 
A people pleaser is a person who believes that they are less than most others on the planet and have the need to hide these beliefs from all whom they've come in contact with. They feel so low that they typically behave like a doormat and frequently put themselves in situations where they're treated as such. A people pleaser will do almost anything to keep others in the dark about what's going on within. Dishonesty, deception, and lies are the primary tools used by a people pleaser. Within the context of an intimate relationship, a people pleaser will frequently paint illusions that depict what they believe their partner wants to see, all the while never disclosing who or what they really are. Okay, that's really interesting. People pleasers also have the tendency to frustrate their partners to no end with this insidious behavior. A people pleaser's goal is always the same, which is to keep anyone from knowing just how crappy they feel about themselves, and they will strive for this goal at any cost. A person afflicted with this disease to please will typically tell more lies over the course of a lifetime than those with other mental illnesses. People pleasers can come in the form of men, but are typically women as they are more emotionally based. So then it goes on to say, when a people pleaser dies, they see the life of someone else flash before their eyes. Okay, well, thank you, Urban Dictionary. That was super blunt and forthcoming, and I couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> so, so how does this all relate to the word no? Well, it's because it's hard to tell somebody in your life that you don't want to go for dinner with them because you're tired, because you're a people pleaser and you want to please, or you can't help them with money because you're on a budget or that you're not interested in what they're selling because you don't like it. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like the list goes on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, even if the reason is you just straight up don't feel like doing something or you straight up just don't feel like it. Saying no can make you feel bad. So then you do it. And then you feel bad again. So it's like a lose-lose situation. <laughs> now, I, I've been around the block with the exercise of saying no. And I now believe that saying no to someone, no matter the what or the why, is being self-full. It's not selfish. To me, it's not a selfish term in my mind anymore. And I'll explain that further in the podcast. But I think I'm now at a point that I've figured out a place of balance because it's all about finding balance and being able to enjoy your life and to enjoy what you're doing and also to enjoy helping others and doing things for others, you know, like, but not at the expense of yourself. That's that's the real lesson here. So where did I personally start? I mean, there's a, there's a long history of bouncing back and forth with this. Like the time in my life that stands out to me the most was when I made the Canadian freestyle ski team. It was in 1998. And I decided that I was going to put 100% of my efforts into going to the Olympic Games. So my closest friends and family would all agree that I'm the type of person that's determined and stubborn as hell and when I decide to do something I do give it 100% of my efforts and I'm pretty sure I was actually born with the skill like in my mind there was no other way so as a result I never put my toe half in the water it's all or nothing 
during my eight years on the national team, I was like living my dream. I was giving my all. And for the most part, I was in this bubble so focused on my athletic goals that saying no became easy. I was also surrounded with like-minded people whose only goal was to be the best. So living in this culture every day of my life ingrained this like me, me, me mentality. And I learned fast that in order to be the best in the world, you had to give up anything that held you back. So time away from training essentially was time not well spent. So from the ages of 17 to 25, I didn't live the same way that my peers back home did. I missed out on all the parties, you know, that true university experience, special occasions, weddings, hangouts, like even funerals. There were countless times I had to say no to people in my life for the sake of skiing. But I didn't really care because I was doing it out of a place of love for my passion and my lifestyle, my my love for competition and for myself. And that was all for me. And never for a second do I regret that. It wasn't until after I transitioned out of the world of competition that I started to let social pressures affect my decision-making skills. And it's funny because like for the first time in my adult life, I was like starting to feel bad saying no when friends asked me to dinner and I was tired and didn't feel like going. (laughs) And it's even funnier that this led to other bad habits. Like I started drinking more and spending more money trying to like fit in. And I I started to pretend that stupid shit that I hated was awesome. And I'd give like positive opinions on crap that meant nothing to me just to fit in. (laughs) I think back then I, I let... I let some people in my life convince me that I needed to make up for lost time or something and that all that time I spent on the road competing was some sort of social curse and it was it was now time for me to be there for everyone. And this this small little hook actually got me and I I believed them and that was when I started, you know, climbing the presidential ladder of the the people pleasing association. <laughs> ah I would basically like do anything for anyone or or at least that's how I remember it. And it sucked. I was miserable. <laughs> I got into some bad ways and like really bad. And uh, I swear to God that some days my instinct would be screaming no, but I was so afraid of what people might think that I would just do it and pretend to be happy about it and then beat myself up for it later. And I'd, I'd be the friend that would lend out money And put myself in positions that I did not want to be in, such as going out with like loser guys (laughs) to do anything for anyone, all because I didn't want to be labeled a selfish person. Like I wanted everyone to know that I was thinking of them and was there for them. And quite frankly, it was serving me like no good whatsoever. I was so tired. Um. But the perception of others was so important to me. I wanted everyone to like me and think I was awesome. So I like kept doing this shit and I, I didn't want to do it. And I was digging myself into a hole and I, I, I did not feel good. I felt bad. Now, not every person is in a giant hole when they realize they're exhausted, people-pleasing all day long like I was. I mean, this does just come as small daily things, daily habits for people which is fine. Like there's no right or wrong here. And, and I, I have to express that, that I'm just giving you guys sort of my experience through this all and my opinion about it. Like I get it. I get that. And I hope you get that too. But the question I started to like ask myself was 
How do I separate myself from this? How do I say no without feeling bad? The answer to that came with redefining the word selfish. Now, just for fun, let's see what the Urban Dictionary has to say about the word selfish. Okay, here we go. Um, When you have a huge amount of interest invested in yourself or when you don't think about the wants and needs of others. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm sure we can all agree that selfish is most often used as like a negative word, right? But there are a select few in this world, and I am fortunate enough to have several of them in my life that believe it's a positive one. (laughs) Those are the people that call having an invested interest in yourself as being self-full. It is entirely a different perspective. To be selfful is to love yourself. It is to love yourself first. It's to be able to take care of yourself so that you can live your best life. (laughs) It is to think about fulfilling your needs first in order to uplift others. So being selfful is to know your limits, know when to slow down, Love yourself so much that you can confidently make good decisions that keep you in a place of happiness in your life. Like It's about confidence. When you say no out of selfless, it's coming from a place of love, from a high vibrational place. Meaning you are aware that saying yes would deplete you and it does not serve in your best interest. Like, do you get it? I hope you're understanding. Like, remember, saying yes to everything and running yourself thin does not serve in your best interests, and it comes from a place of fear, a place where you're afraid of what others might think, and you're afraid that people won't like you. Fear, it, it's become such a prominent element in our decision-making these days, and it's time that we start to change that. Now, one of my my favorite books of all time is called The Mastery of Love. If any of you guys have read it out there, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, and I've probably read it like 15 times. I love it. Anyways, in this book, he talks about love versus fear, and, and he points out that love has no expectations. Love has no obligations. It's fear that has expectations and obligation. Love has no guilt, doubt, or jealousy. Those are fear-based emotions. And then he goes on to explain all this way further. So, you know, if you're feeling that way and you recognize those feelings and you know you're in a place of fear and that awareness will help you change your perspective. I want to be clear that, you know, saying yes can be extremely empowering as well, but only in the scenarios that serve you. So in other words, if you feel like saying yes, then say yes and have a great experience. Have fun. Have confidence. That is entirely, the that's the best. Say yes if that serves you. You want to be able to say no and have the same level of fun and confidence. That same level of, of you know, self-love and self-fullness. So How do you ultimately say no and feel confident? (laughs) That is a great question, you know, and it starts small. It starts from a place of love. Even giving yourself small reminders every day about how awesome you are can really help with this process. Like maybe start by giving yourself an afternoon or an entire day where no matter what, you're going to fill that space with only things that serve you. 
that make you happy. Once you give yourself that space, even if it's once a month or once every couple of weeks, you will start to, you know, fill your heart with that good stuff in life. And soon finding that mindset will become easier and easier and you'll be making, you know, daily decisions with this self-loving mindset. Now, it's important to understand that selflessness is also holding a space of love for others who say no to you. So when you need help and a friend says no, it's important to understand that their decision is not about you. It's about them. And we need to respect that. So making another person feel bad for their personal choices comes from that place of fear of control or like fear of losing control. (laughs) And at the beginning, you may have an emotional response to someone who says no to you and that's okay. But the more you practice selflessness with yourself, the more you'll be able to appreciate others and their decisions. In fact, you may start to notice that you're spending less and less time with people who don't share in this belief with you. You know, the ones that make you feel bad for living your life the way that you choose to. <laughs> in in my life, I, I noticed a huge shift in the people I was spending time with. And it's not like my old friends were bad or mean people or anything like that. We were just no longer aligned. And therefore, like, I, I no longer needed those connections in the same way. And I believe, I believe that people are in our lives for a reason. Even if the time frame is brief. And that we evolve as humans and we grow up and we mature and it's okay to drift apart. And we don't need to keep everyone in our lives forever, especially when it's not in our best interest. So I I did, I drifted apart um, from many people, but it was from that place of love. At the same time, I also bonded with and created very intimate relationships with people I knew I could be my genuine self with. Okay? I have some beautiful people in my life that I can be my genuine self with. It is amazing. Like today, my bestest friend in the whole world um, is so authentic and true to herself. Like all of my best friends are authentic and true to themselves. It's, It's such a pure and honest way to live when you can say no judgment free. (laughs) Like my best friend Amber and I had this conversation once and she told me that she has like so much respect for me because of my ability to say no. And I, I feel the same way about her. Like she is somewhat of a mentor for me as well. And she's an excellent example of someone who is selfful and who lifts up the people around her. And she keeps me honest and keeps me true to my word. And and that's also super special. But what I love the most is is that I can straight up say no to her. And she's like, cool. And then, and then vice versa. Like, I don't need to tiptoe and be careful and select my words properly not to hurt someone's feelings. And like, I still love and respect her times a billion. (laughs) We don't take each other's needs personally. It's, it's loving, it's empowering, and it's friggin' awesome. (laughs) So now at the beginning of this episode, I I mentioned um, that this life lesson is one that I'm constantly working on like all of my life lessons, I learn them, but then I seem to forget them quickly. So it's all part of that like ebb and flow of evolving as a person. Um, Or, you know, like these life lessons present themselves to me in a different way and I need to learn them again. Um, I do catch myself 
in the people-pleasing zone from time to time. I fall back into old patterns. And this happens the, like most often in intimate relationships with men. <laughs> For example, um, I bend my own rules because I want men to like me. And then it's crazy. Then one day I'll like snap out of it and realize that I'm not being true to myself. And then I understand that that person's not for me. And I know that there are some deep seated fears within my belief system that's contributing to all of this. And I can recognize that and honor that and be okay with it for now. But like I said, like it's a work in progress. <laughs> okay. So you want examples. Okay. I gotcha. I'm going to give you a couple examples. <laughs> so this past year, um, I've been back in the world of dating. And as a 36-year-old who has spent the majority of her adult life living in a long-term relationship, I was sort of baffled with the way the dating world works here in 2017. <laughs> like the Tinder and the Bumble and even Instagram. It seems like the only way to meet someone that has similar interests to you is through the internet. So, my God. <laughs> I was basically mortified with the whole concept. You know, I could probably actually do an entire podcast on online dating. And and I, you know what? Maybe I will. <laughs> my girlfriends actually told me to write a book on my experiences because they're unbelievable. But maybe I'll do a podcast about it. <laughs> Anyways, for now, to be brief, I want just to give you a, a, a couple examples. Like, I've, I've been on a few dates and... You know, I very quickly realized that that these these men are are not right for me. Like, and this isn't going to be easy. And I felt pressure from friends and family to, you know, get out there, give people a second chance, go on as many dates as possible. He's out there. Keep fishing. You know, those types of things. So even though this sort of went against what I felt was in my best interest. I was going on second and third dates with people that I knew were 100% not for me because I felt bad saying no to them. Like guys would ask me out and I'd be sitting there on a date wanting to die like the worst dates ever because I felt bad for saying no to them. Like, does that even make sense? <laughs> I didn't even know these people but I wanted them to like me. I wanted them to love me, think I'm awesome. So I just, I kept saying yes. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So why on earth was I saying yes to do something that I did not want to do? I don't know. I, I guess I ha sort of have this history of dating men who are not particularly nice to me, which I honestly thought was normal. Like I thought it was actually normal for women to be treated the way I was treated, but it, it's not. So that's also led me to stay in relationships for far too long. I guess, you know, I would compromise so much in every relationship and bend over backwards. People pleasing. <laughs> that is until recently, of course. But now I now I have a very good idea of what type of person I want to be with and share my life with. And don't worry, I'm not going to list all the qualities I'm looking for in a man here. <laughs> but I will say that if a man does not want to be my partner and work and laugh and play together, then he's not for me. And is that selfish? Uh, no. <laughs> and the same concept goes for all things in life. It's not selfish to live your life the way you want to. It's your life. And as long as you're respecting yourself and others and 
fulfilling your basic survival needs and obeying the law, you're allowed to do whatever you want. And if you make decisions from a place of love for yourself, then you avoid drama in your life. You know, does that make sense? And the more the more times you focus on yourself from the space of love, the more fulfilled your life will become. Like in other words, saying no from this space is self-full. It will change your life. <laughs> You'll have no guilt, no regret, no ego talk, like no judgments or excuses. In fact, you'll be in a better place to live and uplift the people around you. So the power behind the word no should not be looked at as a negative thing. This took some time to relearn for me because the world that I live in is conditioning people to put everyone ahead of themselves. It it takes practice to say no from a place of love. So you need to start small, build confidence, have clarity with what you want in life, and then base your decisions off that. Start by saying no when you mean no, obviously, like once a month or once every couple weeks and keep it small. And then you'll see that your life keeps going on and people are still the exact same and nothing's changed except that you've given yourself some selfful time and you no longer believe in putting others above you. Like I no longer believe in putting people above me. And if I say no to you, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with me and how I'm feeling and then vice versa. I am 100% responsible for the way I feel and I need to take care of myself. <laughs> like this is how I best take care of others. It's not backwards. It's actually forwards and it's healthy. Another way to think about it is this, like next time you feel like someone's being selfish, Think about why you might be having those feelings. What inside of you is hurt and what inside of you needs healing? You are responsible for the way you feel. So why are you letting someone else's decisions cause you pain? Their decisions have nothing to do with you. It has to do with what's going inside, going on inside of them. Do you see? Okay, so there you have it. <laughs> My opinion on selfish versus selfful and how the power of saying no can help you live your best life. <laughs> also, for all of you people pleasers out there, there is a way out from underneath the doormat. I know that it might not always feel that way, but trust me, I know what it feels like to be walked over. Hell, so many people practice this all day, every day. It's what they know. So how do you change the pattern? It starts with those small no's. And soon you will confidently build to the big nose and say them from a place of love. Okay, so that's it for today. I hope you all enjoyed episode two of Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud. I'm Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and you can follow me on Instagram at Elisa Curry-Lowitz. That's the at symbol E-L-I-S-A-K-U-R-Y-L-O-W-I-C-Z. And also, please feel free to DM me there or at elisaunfiltered.com. If you have not done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Have a lovely day, everyone. Until next time.